Spread Studios in the Downstairs Pub. A very special one-year anniversary edition of the Blockout Sports Pod. I had no idea. Is back on the air. Um, it is one year. Uh, tonight is season one, episode 52. Dang. So next week starts uh, season two, episode one. Uh, we thank everybody for being along for the ride. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of that, a uh, little bit more of that lately or later on in the program. Are we taking Freddie to season two with us? You ever played 52 card pickup? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I guess you're along for the ride. Um, so uh, we do want to, uh, first of all, say that, uh, again, this is our one year anniversary I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table, after a week's absence, is the big fellow of the tuna country, Matt Kempf. We're so glad to have him back. Uh, we do want to thank uh, Jody on the whiteboard for filling in last week. Did a great job. Um, but bellied up to the bar is a man who the Who's say on that fourth and 31 play. Oh! They say that his heart grew three sizes that day. The fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Uh, can I let it all out right now? Let think, it out. I think something grew three <laughs> sizes that day, yeah. but I doubt it was your heart. Oh, dude, just a typical day at Jordan Hare. <laughs> um, but, uh, again, uh, I want to reiterate. And something that was cool today also, it's kind of cool that it worked out this way, is that uh, – on our one-year anniversary, it was also when I think it's Spotify uh, let you know like what your most listened to podcasts were of the year, and uh, friend of the show uh, Jimmy sent his thing in today, where it shows how many minutes he listened to the last year, and I actually got four things on Facebook from people that were saying they were a top 10% fan or whatever. And I'd like to say, if you sent that to me and you are so inclined and you would like, uh, send me your address and uh, the size of T-shirt you would like, and I would love to send you a Blockout Sports Pod uh, T-shirt for your uh, patronage and for listening. Wow. Jody sent me earlier today that he was a top 2% on the Taylor Swift podcast. So that's really cool. When you think about the size <laughs> of Swifty nation for you to be the top two, I think that's kind of amazing. It I'm w- sure she'll send you a t-shirt. It went up to 3% before I got over here today. <laughs> Tuna is back. Ladies Tuna and gentlemen, is back with some fire. He's I almost back. thought I missed you guys. till I, mean, I looked over to my left and see Freddie's face and his gold chain. And then I'm like, well, what Here am I, I am wearing? What again. am I wearing, Tuna? You're wearing a Bama shirt and a UK hat. Oh, and that mercy. is the most amazing combination <laughs> that anyone could ever wear. That's, I mean, I, I mean pro- that's fairly typical, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I prodded him enough on texting uh, while he was out. Uh, he, I figure he's uh, getting ready to bring fire and fury. To We're in that side. rare middle ground between football and basketball where he has no idea what to do with himself. <laughs> <laughs> Do I support Bama? Do I support Kentucky? We don't know. Well, the last three years, I didn't watch Kentucky that much in basketball, but now it's must-watch television. Hmm. Sorry, Oscar. We don't care. 
<laughs> Who's Oscar? <laughs> oh, that guy that was rebounding and leading the country and whatever. And he had. Oh, I thought you were taking shots at Oscar Combs. I'm, no, who no, does that? no. He actually had a uh, just on a on a side note. He plays for the uh, Pacers G League team. Uh-huh. Oh, doing well. He had 25 points and 28 rebounds the oh. other night. Yeah. Oh. And, and I just, no, I'm not making it Oscar. So Cal but, didn't ruin him then. But, but the teams were, were you know, I, I'm not saying I didn't watch them every time, but the, the games were awful. No one could penetrate, blah, blah, blah. I don't even want to get into it. Now we have three, four players that can penetrate whenever they want. Like, what happened? Anyways. Well, uh, we will get to some college basketball talk later on in the show. But first, first I wanted to swing it around the room quickly um, and find out uh, how your teams did. uh, A little segment we like to call Your Sports Week in Review. Uh, Tuna, things did not go quite the way that uh, we maybe saw them going. I'm not sure what you're talking about. And uh, the Chiefs were down fourteen nothing, and they ended up coming back to win thirty one. Get out to Alcacel, sir. So that was that was good. So the Chiefs won, and the Dodgers are restructuring right now to to to, to make the push for Shohei Otani. So things are looking <laughs> up. And in, 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 so for me. so that those were the two big sports. That's things that's for all that you I know last that week. Happened this week. Um, <laughs> All right, Fred. We'll just skip right past that and go to you. How was your well, week? Then in I sports? got a lot to say. Uh, my sports week was fantastic. Um, uh, I I can, I can remember and the fourth quarter CBS, who's going to be gone soon after this week shows the, uh, what's the song by, uh, Don Henley. Let's go down to the sunset grill. And uh, where the Auburn sky is. And I saw that everyone saw the beautiful picture of the plains with the sun setting and the orange and all the the blue, dark blue pom-poms. And I was like so amped up that I was in this game losing. And great things happen. Unicorns dance, as I've always said. Uh, whether it's good or bad, and I had an absolute blast in my garage bar with about 20-plus with their eyes on me, and I was, was I calm, guys? You were calm for Was I calm? Travis? Uh, you were calm right up until the point of the <laughs> until final Until the fourth play. quarter is it, started. It's like uh, a sense of someone in shock. Is, is that what well, you guys are mis- I was, like, I'd been, misinterpreting for Put it calm? this way. I got a little overserved with some fantastic Blanton satin bag anniversario for the UK victory. Anniversario. Uh, uh, which was, uh, let's get into that. Uh, the UofL UK Spanish game was a great was a great game, a great startup at noon. Beautiful weather in the Ville. Uh, they played fantastic, which we're going to get into that. But it was, the setting was spectacular at Ellenin Stadium uh, at the beginning of the game. I know uh, the way that it turned out. We all know that. But it was an amped-up Saturday in Louisville. And then to move on into Travis having a great game with his team uh, and then move into 3.30 for uh, 
the Iron Bowl that was uh, another one of the greats was a, Travis, to answer your question, it was a great Saturday for not everyone, but uh, for football fans, yes. I think the weekend got kicked off to an extra special start uh, at noon on Friday, Black Friday, with the uh, Iowa-Nebraska oh. game. <laughs> that set the tone for the entire weekend. I uh, have a in my notes, I am getting to that game later. Okay. We, oh, okay. I, I have I have thoughts about that. <laughs> I'm sure um, a lot of people have thoughts. On I, that I was wearing my Bad News Bears jersey. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Jody, I'll throw it back to you, uh, our resident super. You, I mean, Freddie loves Kentucky as well, but Jody is a tried and true, true blue UK fan. Uh, how did you feel about how that uh, Kentucky-Louisville game played out? The kickoff return got us going. I think it fired up our defense, and our defense showed up in the second half. Uh, there was a couple of blown coverages by U of L. I think uh, in the second half we touched the ball the first three times and scored twice, and then held them to what were they fourth and two, fourth and three, two different times late in the game. Yeah. Um, I, I think Were you our, excited? I, I think our defense showed up and they opened up some holes for Ray to run the ball. Uh, it was a great win. I didn't expect it, but it was a great win. I think mm. uh, I, I didn't want to touch on this. I didn't want to go into this. But now that we've opened the door, I guess we can walk <laughs> in. Um, there was over this weekend, it's called a, a waxing gibbous moon phase. <laughs> and it basically it creates chaos around the world and all various events and whatnot. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, we laugh, but it started on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it's actually happened. Like, the Detroit Lions have lost 12 straight um, games on Thanksgiving during the waxing gibbous moon phase. Mm. And apparently this has affected Jeff Brom and the Louisville Cardinals <laughs> in a way that we, we just can't take this seriously. And then also when, um, when you have a, a winning team in a, in a football game, who doesn't get called for one single penalty, I feel like that entire game loses all credibility and we just ignore it and act like it doesn't happen. And we go on to the ACC championship Clean and, game. And, and, and just act like it, it doesn't happen. So those those are my thoughts. I thought they called that a clean game. Yeah, the cleanest game ever. <laughs> well, we'll get into it. Travis, what about you? Almost uh, an anomaly. Well, it was uh, it was brutal. Um Indiana lost the bucket game again. It was an entertaining ball game. It was. Uh, Tom Allen, uh, the day after the game was fired, Indiana is in the midst of another coaching search. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll have thoughts on that uh, later on. Uh, when they do, I, I think I know the direction they're going, but we'll talk about that. Nobody wants to hear about Indiana football's coaching search right now. Um, I did want to touch on quickly, we had a pretty good week last week with our picks. Uh, all four of us went two and one. Uh, We're hot. Freddie uh, only lost Ohio State. Uh, Sorry, Buck. I don't think I sent any picks in. You did not. Oh, okay. Colin. They were, I was three and oh, by the way. Colin, <laughs> Colin lost Minnesota. Uh, Jody lost... The over in the Ohio Akron game, and I was done in by Rutgers. But every we went two and one. Everybody went two and one, eight and four overall. A pretty good weekend. Um, with all that being said, now 
we can get to the main event that I've been looking forward to since I watched it with Fred, watched it happen live. I want to get your thoughts from top to bottom about this Iron Bowl game. Oh, mercy, guys. Where do, where do we start? Um, I know that ever, all our listeners uh, probably are like, why does Fred always say unicorns fall from the sky at Jordan-Hare Stadium? Well, that's because they do. Um, this was just another, another game, uh, another battle rivalry, which, you know, you can say what you want about Ohio State-Michigan. It's a slow-paced game in the cold at 12 o'clock. But there is no better, more exciting rivalry in sports than the Iron Bowl, especially the last few several years. Uh, one comes to mind of, uh, and, and it's all at Jordan Hare, folks. This is where it happens. Uh, every other year, uh, you can talk about Cam Newton being down 21 nothing, and he catches two catches. As a quarterback in the end zone to make them come back and end up winning the game at the end. Uh, you can talk about the kick six. You can talk about uh, Bryce Young uh, and Bama being down uh, 14 and coming back uh, with, no, with not much time on the clock from the one-yard line and scoring and four overtimes later winning at Jordan-Hare. And then you talk about the infamous, which will be on a Daniel Moore painting, uh, 4th and 31. Um, it was a crazy game. It really doesn't even get started until the fourth quarter, guys, when the Auburn sky is shown uh, around CBS. And I'm going to go real quickly on a timeline uh, that is pretty amazing. Um, for for starters, Auburn rushed the ball for 240 yards against us, to which they can only rush for 50 against New Mexico State. Okay, who's and, playing for a conference championship? Right, this right, exactly. And we are one of the best defenses stopping the run throughout the whole season. How do you explain that? I do not know. I do know that Auburn was holding back all kinds of schemes and things, and this is the only thing I can put it to. That these coaches, this this, I mean, Auburn is playing to win the Iron Bowl. His first, uh, Hugh Freeze's first year, they had every nook and cranny saved for this game. This is what happens uh, until their coverage broke down at the end. But you look at that and go, how can they rush for two hundred forty yards? Well, this is how saving it up for the Iron Bowl and using defensive schemes that you've never used before. Um. Uh, you you go. They must have been saving some stuff up when they ex- played Georgia. Except, also, except for well, you know what's funny? If you go through and look, they ran all over Georgia. I know that's ran what I'm saying. I'm agreeing them. with you, right? And I don't think a lot of people know that. They're like, well, they, uh, dude, don't forget they almost beat Georgia and they ran all over them too. So, um, as you get into it. You, you, the funny thing is, is it on the fourth quarter you start with a miss call, the miss call on third down to Burton. He catches it, and they review it for what five ten minutes. His foot, in my opinion, is inbounds. A ref th- fifteen yards down, and I know his name comes running down and over 
rules a ref that's right on the ball. Of course you know his and name. Know Damn him. right. <laughs> and 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 they review it forever, and we don't get that call. After that, two fights break out. Uh, there's a flag, then no flag, and they're like, play on. Fourth, then then fourth down, uh, with four with five minutes to go. Coy Moore fumbles the punt. Unbelievable play! Why? I have a question for you on the punt. Why did they? Why did they have to receive the punt? They didn't have to receive the punt. Let the punt bounce. Let it roll in the end zone. Let it stop on the one. Why do you have to return that punt? Why do you have to receive it? Catch it. Uh, that's a question we're going to be asking ourselves for a while, or they're going to be asking themselves. Third and 20, uh, Milrow. What, what about the play when he's, uh, uh that's clocked dead, uh, or, or it's third and 20, the play is clock, clock dead one yard short when the guy, what, do you remember when the guy jacks him and literally stops him in his boots? You remember that call, Tuna? I mean, that play was unbelievable. What a hit to stop him on on that call. Then the fourth and one, uh, time pitch toss, blah, blah. Uh, you go down to the second down snap that goes over Milrow's head. Uh, then the fourth and 31 happens. Then a fight at the kickoff. Fumble in the end zone, <laughs> a safety. Refs are flying in the air. Uh, I could go on forever. But the bottom line is, is we found a way to win. We did not freak out. But there are all kinds of mistakes in between there that Bama had that, that you can look at. Like, what is going on when the ball is going over or going uh, getting hiked when the quarterback's not even looking at the most important play of the game? And then you're at fourth and 31. And then Auburn uses a, uh, and what we're going to call that is a two-man contain. Is that right, Tuna? That was going to be my question to you. And uh, as we were watching that play unfold live in the garage bar, um, Tommy and I were looking at each other going, they're only rushing two. And they weren't <laughs> even rushing. They stood up and kind of right. just it was stood like up. A contain. And don't forget the play before that, they rushed three. And so... <laughs> What I don't understand is why, if it's 4th and 31, why you wouldn't just play your regular, even if you just play base defense and force him. The only way that play gets completed is if the quarterback has seven seconds to stand back there and look around and let the receiver get pushed off on and a guy gets open in the corner. That's the only way that play is completed, right. period. I don't really have a problem with the with the defense they ran. What I have a problem with was how it was executed when you had an entire third of that end zone with one guy in it. it like why why was everybody over okay. on right. this well, side? You, Let me well, ask you, you had this. One guy that was 20 yards off the receiver and then a guy behind him 20 yards exactly. just standing there. So that makes no sense. If to you're going to rush two and you have nine drop in coverage. Yes. You should have three people on every Every yeah. moving body. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Galloway said he still hasn't figured out what they were running right there. 
And don't forget. I'll never understand it. If I you mean, look at it, it and the no play before that, they literally only had three people rushing. You know what that game was? It was Maction that was played on a Saturday. <laughs> that You're was, right. That was like watching Bowling Green in Toledo on a Tuesday night, but it just so happened to be Auburn, Alabama played on a Saturday. I mean, it really was. And really the two biggest plays are the, – the crazy part is the – also, that makes the game nuts is all the craziness that happened at the end after the touchdown. People are in shock. They're standing around it. And what happens? They they get the ball on the four-yard line, and then, bam, the ball goes flying in the air. It's in the end zone. They're getting ready to get a safety. A ref goes flying in the air for the second time. And then, they get, and then the next play, they run up to get it off, and they throw an interception. It was really a touchdown. I don't know what why they called that back. Uh, anyways, insanity, dude. Like uh, it's just one of those. Uh, it's one of those games that it's the ten year anniversary of the kick six, and it was just uh, now called the fourth and thirty one. And uh, hey, we're still alive. I don't. Oh. We'll we'll talk more about us in Georgia towards All the end of the show. All that for Bama's next stop to be the Pop Tart Bowl. Right. I hear you. Well, no, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. But we might be playing Louisville. And I think we're lined up for Ohio State, regardless of what happens. Okay. But anyways, there you have it. Uh, it was it was a uh, fantastic. We'll move on to UK U of L to the Governor's Cup. I but think we uh, covered that already. That was wild. <laughs> now. Uh, I highly recommend someone to watch the fourth quarter again. Uh, if you really want to see what happens at Jordan-Hare Stadium when we play them in the Iron Bowl, all you got to do is watch the fourth quarter. Now, reality is, like, I, I'm, I'm going to give you shit, but that was an instant classic. It was it was an insane, chaotic, <laughs> from, from the start to finish. I, I mean, you're right, that entire fourth quarter was insane, but that whole second half, I thought, was uh, pretty wild to begin with. Yeah. So, yeah. another game to watch um, – I know it probably didn't draw as much attention was Georgia Tech, Georgia. Uh, that yeah. was a wild game within itself. It was a wild game. Uh, the Yellow Jackets came to play, and those 10 points that they put up in that fourth quarter to make it to, to get every Bulldog out there sweating was well worth it. They really did, man. They played uh, a good game. and That was probably the most competitive that that game's been in probably t- over 10 years. Right. Well over 10 years. Right, and and you know Georgia was was withholding all their little bags of tricks as well, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I that I seems tell to be what, an excuse when somebody like I think uh, I think that uh, that Georgia Tech is in great shape with their coach and their program right now. Is football. that why Louisville lost? Is because we were holding back a bunch of our plays and not wanting to expose stuff. Oh, so there's no question. I yeah, mean, I mean, if everybody else gets to use that excuse, I feel like I want to use it too. As well you yeah. should. I mean, sure, maybe Brom didn't go into the bag of tricks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Now, speaking of going into the bag of tricks, <clears throat> I want to talk about that Iowa-Nebraska game. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go there. I want to talk about this because um, I had so much fun. Uh, I was on like three different text threads during this game. Oh, my God. And I and I say this unironically. I enjoyed watching that football game, I think, as much as I've enjoyed watching any college football game all year. And I say it because of this. 
every single time you thought this game cannot get dumber. Oh my god. It got dumber. Yeah. Not just a little dumber. It got way dumber. way dumber. And the commentators made it so much better <laughs> oh, because they, they made they it a point it. Yeah. to single out every dumb thing that happened. Oh, God. Yeah. And it was oh, like wait a, a minute. The, I think the field goal just went hard right and hit the cheerleader in the head. <laughs> and, and the last. The fifth missed field goal. The cameramen <laughs> showed the two guys wearing the punt shirts. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they showed them more than they showed Reed Shepard's parents at the, at the UK game last night. And that I, was my favorite thing oh. was there were two fans in the crowd who instead of wearing an Iowa shirt or a uh, Nebraska shirt were just wearing shirts that said punts. And by God, they won. They won big. And that is, I think, if we're not mistaken, that is, and we talk about it all the time, and me as an under specialist, that that was the fifth record breaking under of the year for Iowa and Vegas. And I will have you know, Fred, that I cashed in big time on that under. Can more, I, can I, more that was only once. by like half a point. Can I let, it, it was right down. Can I was, let uh, everybody know that that fr- second quarter opened up like crazy. And it was like, there's no way this game goes under. Can I? Well, yeah, they missed five freaking field goals. But there was like two touchdowns scored in the second quarter. Uh, I, oh, God. Which uh, was insane. Can I tell you that the under, uh, Freddie has won the under on Iowa all year long, or basically the last seven, and I bet the over. And I had a five-team parlay going, and I lost on the Iowa over. Yeah, that, that was game. a big mistake, Fred. <laughs> and and I'm going to tell you, the last 35 seconds, 40 seconds of that game was, and believe me, as an Indiana fan and as a fan of Vanderbilt, I have seen a lot of dumb football at the end of ball games. I have never seen a dumber finish than oh, I saw God. in that ball game. Back-to-back turnovers. <laughs> and then and I then mean, and then the was, play to get down there to kick the field goal. It. No, I I swear to Christ, if they put a 30 for 30 together about that game like 10 years oh. from now where the players can kind of st- cuz of course, if you played in that game right now, you're going to be sore about it. You're going to be upset if you won had or uh, Happy if you won, upset if you lost. But 10 years from now, these guys are going to be able to step back from that game and go, this is the dumbest game in the history of Power 5 football, and I loved every awful second of it. The last interception that Deacon Hill threw. Oh. And the commentator even said, like, they were like, and he got picked off there, and he goes, well, was it actually picked off, or did you just throw it right to him? <laughs> yeah. And, and then, like, and Chubba Purdy's uh, out there watching him play. Oh maybe one God. of the most hysterical things. You know, he was a Louisville commit. Yes. And then went to Florida State. Yes. He actually played against Louisville in one year. But and, uh, and, and, you know, at one point, I think I sent a text out and said, everyone in this stadium needs to get fired. The, con- <laughs> the concession workers, the maintenance people, Every fan watching this stupid game, every player, every coach, every announcer, they all need to get fired. 
I mean, it was an absolute hilarious nightmare. I feel bad for the sick kids at the at the ho- at the uh, hospital <laughs> that has to overlook Kinnick Stadium. <laughs> I, I mean, for those kids to have to watch that game, like that team play, I know. Well, they need they deserve a better product. Yes, like. they got a lot of laughter out of it. Well, they did get a lot. And of laughter. the amazing thing is, after <laughs> and this is this is even the the cherry on top of the dumbass. Sunday <laughs> is that this team went ten and two oh this my year, God. And, and they're, they're playing, playing for the conference championship. They're playing in the Big Ten championship. <laughs> we get another. Which, we get another weekend. Which, oh which, which, which to me is the greatest thing ever. And Jody actually uh, texted me right after that game and said, uh, "I don't know what I just watched, but I'm not sure that it was." And he put quotes football. <laughs> and I, I texted him back and I said, Jody, if there was ever a game in the history of this sport that deserved to be called football, this was it. Because all it was, there was no passing. There was no running. It was a kick to one guy. It was a kick to the other team. It was a kick to the other team. And it was a kick for a missed field goal, a kick for a missed field goal. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Football block field goals as well, and uh, I, uh. I loved every second of it, and uh, I, I just I thought it was hilarious. And I almost see, and they fumbled like when they were on like the five yard line. Like it wasn't a fumble in the middle of the fifty or the forty. It was like, no, when we get up here close, we're definitely gonna fumble right now. Uh, on that thread, uh. on that thread, one of the things that Travis said was, "This is pure entertainment." And I could not agree with that more. Yeah. I laughed. I was in tears at certain points oh, during dude. that game. I was it laughing was. so hard. And here I am betting the over. And I'm, <laughs> I'm texting them, why, complaining, going, what are they doing? Like, and normally I'm going, I love it. I love it. And it was, it was a whole mixed bag of, of mess. Uh, now, but, oh my so Lord. that was super entertaining for one reason. The U of L UK game was a very entertaining ball game. I understand if you're a Louisville fan, it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. But the last five minutes of that game was fantastic. Um, Kentucky, you know, in a way, salvages their season. Uh, but Louisville still has everything to play for Saturday night. I know on our text thread we were joking around about, you know, nobody's going to be watching or whatever. I'm going to be watching it, and I can't wait to see it. I think it's a fascinating matchup. I think the the Florida State Louisville game eight o'clock Friday is going to be the most watched. Maybe the second. It's going to be wait. It's eight o'clock Saturday, right? Eight o'clock Saturday. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the most watched game in that time slot. Yeah. The other one is going to be Michigan, <laughs> Iowa. But if you yeah. think about it, everybody that's not a Florida State fan is going to be tuning into that game, pulling for Louisville. Oh, yeah. Because they want pure chaos. Because right now you have three teams that feel like they have a shot to leapfrog Very true. that Florida State team. And, and if Bama were to beat Georgia, then – Every, well, there's then, a lot then of there's gonna, Then to there's going to be a whole lot of people watching that So, game. with all that being said, let's jump right in to what we think, uh, like, potential scenarios 
what could happen this weekend. We have what I think is a play-in game. I think everybody would agree between Washington and Oregon. Whoever wins that game is in. Whoever loses that game is out. Um, Can you we have talk about that game for a second? Sure. Um, so, did you guys watch the Washington-Washington State game? Every play. Okay. So, you know there at the end, Michael Penix looked pretty rough. Oh, yeah. If they didn't get a stop um, and he had to go back on the field, I'm not sure he would have went back on the field. I think – I think there was something. I mean, there was something, something went on with that him. happened to him. They do not have to release injury reports in college the, football. Yeah, he looked hurt or I sick. I would not be surprised if he does not suit up. If if he doesn't play in this game, I think he'll probably suit up. But I think there's something going on here. Uh, there boy, was I, at the end of the game because Travis and I saw it. He yeah. was had his head yep. inside like a. Uh, I don't know what it was, like where a monitor is, and everybody's celebrating, and he's just ha- sitting in there. And I think now that what Tuna's saying is, we're like, is he hurt? Is he, is he, maybe if you, he's, if sick, you remember, but he, knows he won't be playing. If you remember, uh, either the, pl- either the final play that he was on the field or two plays before, he took a sack mm-hmm. and, his head, I thought, might have bounced off the turf in a weird way. Whether that has anything to do with it or not, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that the line opened, and I I get it. Oregon has been playing great football, and if I was even with Mike, I think that's a six and a half point spread. If Mike Penix is for sure on the field, right? Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, with Mike, I would put it at like four to five. Because I think Oregon has been playing that well, but to nine and a half seems r- a, like a lot of points. Right, right. And now they have been struggling at the end and win these games. It but seems still like every winning, week they're, they're all one. But they're score playing games. tough teams. And but Oregon but, ain't played nobody. But Washington is also, and we've said this on the podcast all season long. Washington is a team that, for better or for worse seems to play up or down to their competition. Right. When they play a really good team, they bring their A game. There was no way I was betting on Washington last week because I thought right. that game was going to no, be close. With you. But style points matter now. That was a 15 But a they are undefeated, yeah. so style points ain't hurting them. If they win, well, they're in. Right now, it's liter- yeah, it is a literal – Playoff. I mean, it, it's a playoff game. Yeah. Bottom line is, if they're if they lose, there is no Georgia lose scenario with them. If they lose, they're out. That is right. There, there is no that they're going to move to like eight or something unless right. Bama loses. You know what I mean? They're that where Ohio State lost and they're still sixth. If Washington loses, they're gone. So you can just go ahead and count them out. And that, and that is a scenario that I do not want. There, there's no <laughs> reason why Ohio State's sitting at six. But why? And they, they have nothing to gain either. Like So, like, all these teams are, get it. have a stake this weekend. Ohio State has no stake at all this weekend. I don't get it. They're, they're out no matter what. Well, they they're, they put them sixth, and people are talking about no, them. They beat Notre Dame and Penn State. Big deal. I don't think there's any chance that they get into the 14 playoff. Right. I think zero chance. 
Right, and I think that that uh, that for Texas and Bama, if Oregon State, if if Oregon wins and gets in, that is not helping them whatsoever. If it's not helping who? Texas and Bama. Well, Texas and Bama. It, it doesn't, or Georgia. For I don't that think matter. the Oregon or Washington State affects either of those schools. Like that, only if Oregon and Washington only affects Oregon and Washington. Well, I think if Washington wins, they're in no matter what. People are already count, counting. If they win, and to... Oregon's out. If if Oregon right. beats Washington, Washington's out. And they're or, not getting right, in. Right, but but then Oregon's in, and no, I I see what you're saying. No, like no, that, I see what no you're Texas, Bama, none of them are affected by this game this week. But there is that the does Florida, mean that there is a one loss team that has made the playoff. The Florida State Louisville game is what affects them. Right. The most. Right. Because Florida State is the spot that they're all vying for. Yeah. Because Michigan's going to beat Iowa. There's just there's no scenario where they lose to Iowa. No. Do you agreed. think there's no scenario that Texas loses? I don't. I don't think they're going to lose. All right. First of all. I'm a man. I'm 60. Oklahoma State's probably the most unpredictable school. I know. The, the unpredictable team. But by team. God, they have made a few comebacks they, the last couple weeks. I, I am not putting anything past Texas to blow a game. Like I've seen Texas but do they that have too many not times this year at all. They look solid. I think they're gonna drum. Oklahoma they looked State. terrible against Oklahoma. And I know that's a rivalry and whatever. But I that, think if Oklahoma was there, they may lose. But I agree. Oklahoma State, I think they're gonna drum them. But Oklahoma State has a hell of a better chance to beat Texas than Iowa does exactly. to beat Michigan. Okay, <laughs> I agree. I agree. And you need Oklahoma State. As a Bama fan, I, oh you need my Oklahoma God. State. Well, to win. yeah. I mean, dude, if Oklahoma State wins and we beat Georgia, we're in. Now, how about this scenario with Bama and Georgia? That's another crazy one because then you've got Bama beating Georgia, having the best win of anybody in the country. Texas beat them. Uh, does Georgia have a chance to get in? Or do they just flop them out? Now well, remember, you look at remember Georgia's you're not schedule. talking about the last 23 games they've won. You're only looking at the screen and you are programmed to only say this is it. You know, looking back now, we made fun of Georgia's schedule. I mean, dude, Missouri is right there at so nine. They, they closed and out Ole with Miss Ole Miss and Missouri and beat them both okay. solidly. And those are nine and nine and I eleven. I get you. And you made fun of Michigan's schedule a lot too. And they beat Penn State and Ohio State, which are way better of a combination than Ole Miss and and Missouri. So what I'm saying is like you right, can't have but it both I think ways. if you look at if you well you do if you look at Tennessee that's in there. What's Tennessee got to do with it? Well, anybody? they're still ranked, and there ain't no other Big Ten I team ranked. We know in there that they play. I test Tennessee is not a good football. I'm team. not saying they are, but they are ranked in the top 25. Well, hell, NC State's ranked in the top 25 now. Yeah, but we ain't worried. Isn't about Iowa it. ranked 16th? Yeah, I mean we're. <laughs> I mean, if we're just talking about the numbers next to teams' names. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, I I can't see. I think the loser of the Bama Georgia game is out. I don't really. Think, I don't think Georgia gets in if they lose to Bama. God, I just can't imagine. I think that it's not. It's not like how many you lose. It's like when you lose. I, don't, I think that I don't matters think so. more than anything. I don't think that matters anymore. I think. Don't forget who's the best now. But they they're not picking. That them like is that. what they. Yes, they are. 
They are picking. They didn't last year. Well, or that's what Michael Wayne say. Or, uh, uh, Michael Roy's saying they didn't do it when Ohio State popped in there and upset Bama with Cardell Jones. Like uh, last year's playoffs should have been Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, and Bama. Right. That's, Those were the that's four. what Herb Street's saying. He's going, but they're not doing it. They are doing a participation pageant. Is what he says. And it's like, oh, you deserve to get into the four, so you got in. Oh, by the way, you're going to get your ass kicked once you get in there. But it's a participation pageant is what McElroy and Herb Street literally on the CFP were arguing about, but they really weren't. They were agreeing. They were just going at it two different ways. The bottom line is you do not project, and it is who's the best now. On that day, on Monday, or on Tuesday, after all this is done, it's like, who looked the best? And that's what they're supposed to do. But you can't sit in a room and say, without all common opponents, and say, my eye test says this team's the best. My eye test says I know, but I think that's what they're going to do this time. Because it's the last time. If we could all sit here and say, who do you think the best team in college football is? I bet we come up with four different answers. Who would you say right now? I say Oregon is the best team in college football right now. I say right Oregon. Now. I say Georgia is. Okay. So that's two different answers. I say Oregon. Okay. Jody? I think they're playing the best football of anybody. I will say it's definitely between Oregon and Georgia, and I hate to admit that. I, I think Michigan but, deserves a, a, a look at that. Well, someone but, if someone else was in this room, they would say Michigan. Yeah, I, I want to put this out there. What the what the committee has also said is we. This is the key word. Want the best four teams in the playoff, right? And that's what we're missing because the, the scenario, all the scenarios change, right? So let me throw What's this the out there. Who's going to They're say. not well, supposed well, to be looking. We want at, you know four teams that probably what they aren't say the best. Is, that, that, that that's not saying that's we're going to get the best four teams. Right. That's exactly. the difference. Right. So let me throw this scenario out there. Louisville beats FSU. Oregon beats Washington. And Alabama beats Georgia. Then who are your top four? <laughs> I mean, I think you go Michigan, Oregon. Oregon. Um, Alabama and Texas. I agree. And that other option is Georgia, which they're talking about a lot. If it's a right. close game, now if Alabama now, beats if thing. Alabama beats Georgia by twenty one, there's no question. Oh no! But if it's a last second, if field it's a goal, last second field goal, FSU loses and Oregon beats Washington. What is like the the final score? Because I could go back to this past weekend where Georgia. And Alabama skated by, but those don't get held against them. I agree. And it's all about the championship game? I know. Dude, I agree with you 100%. I've been waiting for someone to say that. But I'm (laughs) I'm trying to talk about, you know, those those guys are humans in in that room, and that's the kind of stuff they're going to think about. Right. They're going to think about, man, there was a last-second field goal that won that game compared to – I got beat by three right, touchdowns. Right. It's got, I mean, to tell you the truth, guys, it, we could sit here all night and try to figure it out. It's it's just, it's I, I I mean, I don't want to be one of those guys in there. That's for sure. Don't forget the little Michigan buddy. He's still alive in there. And what Michigan's doing without their coach, you got to give them credit. First That's of all. Pretty, pretty. Uh, I'm not saying every other team can get out there and win with their coach not on the sideline. I have insane respect for Michigan because they basically come out every week and says, 
We're going to throw the ball when we absolute have to. We're just going to run, and you can't do anything about it. Right. And they did it against a really good Ohio State defense. Right. No, and, and I thought Ohio State had one of the better defenses. They pretty much beat them up. They just imposed their will. They did it on now, Penn State. Now, the two State. turnovers killed them, but they pretty much just beat them up. Yes. Like, that's just going to wear on you. I don't know if they could be able to do something like that against Georgia. I'd love the opportunity to see it. That's what I'm saying. But well, and you know, and, and dude, well, then, then you're looking before the Auburn game. Bama looked like they were the best defense out there. No, or getting well, hotter. You guys were giving now up a lot of points. And, and yeah, I dude, put it this way. I, I know I'm a Bama guy, and I'm uh, hanging on like a like a freaking cobweb. Yeah, but you're also a realist. I don't too. think we have a chance. I really don't. And well, I, I think you got I a think chance Georgia's, to beat Georgia. I think Georgia's gonna beat us georgia is not the dominant georgia that we've known the past right, two years but they've got they've got they're far something. from those two teams they've got something going. i will say carson beck has been playing absolutely amazing yeah and i give yeah. him that but that's not i mean they're they're it's a huge difference from the georgia i think everybody has the last two years georgia's just ingrained in their head completely different football teams right like, uh, I don't know. I, I think Bama has as good a shot as anybody. Well, to they beat do. Georgia I mean, that's it because they've never beat us in the SEC championship game yet. They they have not. Yeah, it has not happened. So that's the only thing that we're hanging. I know. On. I'll be wearing my hound's tooth that day. Bring it, baby. So, you I know, mean, I meant I, to bring my hound's tooth tonight. By God, you were talking about that. <laughs> I was talking about well, your that. Kentucky hat must have covered got, it up. Well, you know, cats. I, I don't know. Uh, but. I don't know, man. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be like when Herb Street and my grandmother are arguing, like you already know that this coming weekend is going to be nuts unless it just all falls into place. I, I mean, we have not. And we won't have to do this ever again. For as long as this has been going on, <laughs> this is the most chaotic year oh, we've ever had. Yeah. And I love watching people that their job is to analyze college football and they are just in panic they, mode. They don't know they're, they're, what, Everybody's right. clueless right now. And they it's are. Also, they sound like the experts sound like us in a basement. They really do. Like, they really do. Let, let me ask you this real quick. Let's take these games away from this this coming week. Who are your best four teams? There's not that you're, you're not playing games this weekend, and they're just going to put the best four in there. Who are your best four teams right now? Oregon, Michigan, Georgia, and that fourth one is tough. I would say Texas. Texas deserves it, but man, I don't know if I could do that. Texas I would, I would, is hot. I would right put now. Washington in you know, you over know, Texas. You know, I I would, and I'm saying you're saying take away this weekend's games. I would put. I mean, it's got to be Washington, Oregon, Georgia, got, and Michigan. I got. I went through here, and I and I, you know, we maybe we'll talk about some of these top twenty-five teams because they've all. Des deserve their due respect for making the final whatever but i have six th or seven things by the teams these are the teams that are so hot you can't touch them and i mean they're covering big time liberty arizona tulane nc state arizona Missouri, not Bama anymore, Oregon, and Georgia. Um, 
you just touched on two and, and, and no wait in texas texas is hot right now man they are like you thought man texas gonna screw up uh the who did they play before they played texas tech I thought they might screw up that, that game. K State, K State, or whatever, and then and they just drum them. Then they drum, uh, uh, and you know they had those injuries too, where the running back wasn't even playing. And then they drum. I'm not the saying Texas wasn't Tech's playing. any good, but we know that Texas Tech has beaten them in the past. And you know what I'm saying? They deserve. And 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 on top of that, you got to give Florida State credit, but they're not hot. They've been barely winning. Georgia's been barely winning. Uh, Washington definitely been bar- barely winning, and Michigan. I mean, uh, I I don't understand how te- Texas has the best win of anybody here. Uh, I would say that Washington has the best win of anybody in college football right now. Agree. Washington okay. and Michigan. Um, okay. But well, I would okay. say okay. I'll I'll say Texas has a better win than Michigan because that was at the big house. The fact that. Michigan went on the road, or uh, Texas did that at Bryant-Denny. was very impressive. Can I tell you a crazy stat while we're talking about this? The three biggest non-conference wins in the SEC were not by Alabama or Georgia. I'm going to give them to you. Number three out of three, Missouri over over Kansas Kansas State. State. Number two, Mississippi State over Arizona and number one Kentucky over number nine Louisville. Bama and Georgia can't even say that they are one of the top three SEC teams to beat the best non-conference. Uh, you foe. left one off. Did I? You did. Ole Miss over Tulane at Tulane. Oh wow! Did they? Yeah. Man, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Holy. Dude, yeah. good call. I forgot all about that. That is a good win. And th- so that makes it even crazier. Four teams in a- not named Alabama or Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that right there should tell you a little bit on what that committee might be looking at. And I don't want to gloss over the American Athletic uh, Conference Championship game this weekend. No. SMU Tulane is hey, actually going to be a dude, lot of fun. Great. Great. Uh, the Mustangs are playing good football. Uh, it is played at the same time as the SEC championship game, so I'll probably have to flip a coin on which one I'm going to watch. <laughs> Tra- uh, hey, Travis, could we go down the list of the top 25 just for a minute and say a little tidbit about each team? Please do. Um, let's start with 25, uh, guys. Uh, Kansas State, 8-4. and four. Um, You know, they're waiting on their bowl game or whatever. You want to talk about a team that was up, down, up, down, up, down. I have arrows going up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down for them. I, I mean, they never could really get a grasp on a run. Well, let's, they were a home team like crazy. But let's look at – And uh, I do believe if we look back, we had, one of us, some of us had them to win the Big 12. Well, let's look at their losses. I mean <laughs> – their losses, for the most part, are very are not bad losses. They got beat by Missouri at Missouri by a field goal. They lost to Oklahoma State, who's playing in the Big 12 championship game. They lost to Texas in overtime, overtime. 
by a field goal. Those sons of bitches. And then the snow game this weekend. <laughs> and then they oh, got yeah. and then they get beat by Iowa State Iowa in a weird State, game. I mean, like Iowa State a foot wins of those snow weird in that games. Game. Think about where Kansas State is. They're what did I say? I mean, they're what nine points from losing one game and then a weird snow game at the end of the I year. I wish we could go back and look because I know that I had Texas to win the Big Twelve. Uh, someone here had Kansas State. And I'm not sure. I believe who, it was me. And someone had a different team. I can't uh, can't figure out who that was. I had Texas in the playoffs. Um, I think I, did I have Oklahoma? Yeah, I think you did. Okay. Okay. Twenty four. Liberty twelve and zero. What can you say? Hugh Freeze leaves, and they still go twelve and zero. Yeah, let's just skip they over them. Hot. Let's We're just skip, skip over them. Hey, <laughs> how about little? Hey, how about how about? They're li- buddies with Austin P. Hey, how about, not Austin how P. About, Oral Roberts. How about yeah? <laughs> how about little old Clemson? Little old Clemson is in the top twenty five, eight and four. Uh, That's a team that nobody wants any part of right now. Dabo I'll tell you that right the, now. The little train that couldn't, that couldn't. He's there, you know. Uh, Go look at their losses. Yeah, it's well, they have more bad losses than uh, Kansas State. That, does. Duke, I, what are the bad Duke losses? Lost. That opening Duke, loss at Duke I think was not bad. It that wasn't was not then. A bad loss. It looks bad now. Well, at that point in time, Duke was fully loaded. That Miami was the first game of the year. Miami is a bad loss. I don't know. I think Miami was a decent team. And now I would have said no, you that, have to that, look at the teams how they're doing. That now. I thought NC State was a bad loss, but not necessarily. That's a no. Th- NC State's hot nine they, and they're three. Quietly went to nine and three, dude. Um, so I mean, maybe you can say it's about the same as K State. Uh, they they did lose in overtime to Florida State when Florida State yes. was at their at, at their peak, um, but I think Clemson's probably about where they they're, should they're be. about like a sausage pizza. That's what they're average like a sausage pizza at Domino's. Hey Fred, real quick, um, can you let the listeners know what poll you're looking at? Because there's two. I'm looking at the CFP poll, okay. the, the actual yeah. poll that is comes out. Uh, that that every that uh, the voters and the committee is looking at. I'm looking at the Sagarin ratings. Right. Well, we're not looking at that. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-two Tulane, eleven and one. Their coach, who's I think seventy something years old, Willie Fritz, still might be looking for someone. Still might be looking for him to coach there. Nah, uh, he's retiring at Tulane, buddy. but. Let me tell you something. That guy's won back to back, or had great back to back seasons, and I can't wait, as you said, to watch that game. I already have a hundred on Tulane over SMU. Oh, so you're gonna watch? I've that already made that bet instead of the Georgia Bama uh, game. No. Okay. I was just uh, checking. Let's get to Tuna's. Pack two championship winner that he had predicted. You just glossed over Tennessee. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. No, we're skipping them. <laughs> yeah. Ten- we're automatically you know what? skipping that, Tennessee. That is kind of funny because I was looking at Tennessee and I'm like, you know what? Good season. Thanks for playing. Yeah. yeah we're That's skipping basically them. what that was. They really did. They were supposed they were to have a better a spread. Record. As the host and moderator of this show, Oregon, I'm saying we skip past we Tennessee. Skip Tennessee. Let's I kind of want to elaborate on the season now. Oh, well, <laughs> no, I mean, I thought it was kind of boring. All right, Oregon State. Oregon State, 8-4, and four, chainsaws. Chainsaws. What? Like, uh, dude, they had that a good a season defense. you'd expect from Oregon right. State. 
They're bad away from home. At home, they're 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 a nightmare to deal right, with. Right, right. Um, they they played respectable. They did. This year. They did. Um, was a good record. I actually uh, won on that. Lost their head coach to Michigan State, I believe. I had that. That is true. Under yeah, their coach leaves <laughs> them to go to Michigan State. Well, there's loser. A, Michigan State's in a conference. I don't so care. I, kinda, I get it. You I had get to make it, that move. Whatever. That's Have right. fun at Michigan State. Um. I'm sure he will. Oh, um, you mean where uh, Nick Saban used to coach? Yeah, yeah that was, East Lansing's a great. That's town. when Saturn had rings. Great still. tap water. I don't even know if Freddie knew that Saban ever coached there. I'm not sure I he. Do know I'm that not sure that he there. recognizes. His started at LSU. I was gonna say, I'm not sure that he recognizes Saban before he got in the SEC. I do know that he coached Plexico. I know who. Uh, 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 who George Perlis was before he got there. <laughs> George Perlis. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, let's get to a team that's Duffy really, really worth talking about. That is my one of my favorite coaches. Who is it, Matt? NC Mike Gundy? State. Oh, Dave Doran. Dave Doran. Well, we just glossed over Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. I, I can't no, keep up with how we're you're going. Not no, looking no, at no, the no, right no, 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 no. I told I, you guys I'm on the sag. Yeah, room. but you're going with what I'm going with. Okay. So follow my lead. Uh, or, NC State. What a co- what a great <laughs> comeback of a season to come down and drum North Carolina. Da da da. Nine and three. I would. I've won my last three weeks on NC State just drumming people. Whoever they play in a bowl game, and I don't care who it is, I'm putting money on them. I, They're hot. I was saying this. NC State and Louisville were clones of each other right up until the last three weeks of the season. Uh, NC State became a better football team. But both NC State and Louisville were quarterbacks away from being really good football teams. I truly believe right. that. And that game NC was State an ugly game, dealt wasn't with it? Some, a 13 to 10 point game. That's it how that ugly. It, it came down to a field goal for Louisville. Made a field goal, forty yarder, to win that game um, okay. on a Friday night. But that uh, Dave Doran is probably one of the most underappreciated and coaches in all college. Football. Look at these. Look at their last five games. Yeah. Uh, Clemson win. Uh, Miami win. <laughs> at Wake Forest win. At Virginia Tech, which eh, win. Yeah. But then. They just drum North Carolina. Right. I mean, to end the game on a five-game winning streak mm. after they kind of got their ass beat by Duke. Right, right. Um, I'm, that, that's a pretty impressive it, season. It's an impre- and he's going to be fired up in this bowl game, whoever he plays. Um, great job, coach. Love you. Uh, number 18, Oklahoma State. We've already talked about it. Did they not start 0-2? Or 0-1? No, they can't. They only have three losses, but but no, no, no. I know they did not start off well. They started out two and two, two and two. They got drummed by like some people. Oh man, they got killed by South Alabama. South Alabama, and then they got who is a decent team. They got pretty beat pretty good by Iowa State. They got hammered by Central Florida, and that was late. Later on in the year, that was just that was just but but. At the beginning of but November. What an amazing yeah. job to get them in the Big 12 championship game. Here again by I'm a man, I'm 60. Like, you've got to give him credit, man. He's, he's always in the mix. He, always in the mix. And, you know, they have been a huge come-from-behind team the last few games. I mean, hell, they were down four, 17 points this past week and came back and won. 
Uh, and I'm because I thought they were out of it. I'm like, Oklahoma's in. And here I look the next morning, and Oklahoma State is one. The, the next morning. I mean, the next the next day. What do you mean the next Saturday day? when they played Saturday? Yeah, I know, but uh, maybe you are still on a some sort of a weird standpoint of watching the Iron Bowl. But <laughs> you and I actually sat next to each other and watched the overtime of that game. Oh, so. I don't remember. <laughs> Okay. I do not remember that. Hell but I was yeah. like, what a comeback. What a that great boy. comeback. That was the, what is it, Jody? The Blantons in a satin bag. I actually, is. I actually called Fred into the garage. I said, Fred, you got to come in here. This game's in overtime. He and I sat and watched the last two possessions in overtime by Blanton's in a satin bag for those of you for those of you that don't know Freddie does not drink bourbon often no no and after the I like my high noon after the UK game where we all ended up in the garage bar for the second half Freddie had a little bit of some Blanton's red a little bit <laughs> it was going down like maple syrup and then later on he had another one <laughs> And then when it got tight in the Iron Bowl, he asked for a third one. <laughs> and at one point, our buddy Tommy looked over and goes, look at Kristen's eyes. I don't think he needs a fourth one. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for bringing that back up, Travis. Hey, Tuna, how about your Notre Dame at 17? Nine and three. I had them, and I'm going to tell you all now, I had them in my CFP playoff. They did not make it. Uh, I think Louisville crushed their hopes and dreams. We broke Sam Hartman. Um, I really do. I thought I think Notre Dame had another good year, but I'll be honest with you, I think they underachieved a little bit, if you will. Really, they have a hard schedule. Let's not be wrong about that. I think they're the loss that really kind of uh, sours me on the season. Honestly, is their loss at Clemson. And I know that's a tough place to play, but Clemson is not what we are typically used to with right, Clemson. Right, right. And that's a good I point. I think that if Notre Dame was going to take that next step that people want to see them take, that's a game that they I have to agree. win. Yeah, I mean, look at their three losses. I mean, was it Louisville, Clemson, and Ohio, Ohio State? State? Yeah, those yeah. – uh, I mean – None of those three losses are, are bad losses yeah. at all. I'm just saying that that Clemson game is one that – in this particular season, I think if you wanted to take the next step, that's a game that they should have won. And then we get to number 16, Iowa. Can we say is overachieve? Uh, I mean, is their name hey, in the dictionary? Fred, let me ask you this. You go out and try to win 10 games when you score 17 points a game. (laughs) You go out and try to do that and tell me how it goes. And they fired their (laughs) offensive coordinator, and they're still Well, he he hasn't been fired. He decided he he, he agreed to resign at the end of the season. I didn't know they had an offensive coordinator this year. Well, yeah, he led him to a ten and two freaking record. <laughs> I, think, I think he was just being facetious. <laughs> but, but yeah, but but it is. Thanks, man. But let's say, hey, if you're ranked 16th right now and you're ten and two and you're playing in the Big Ten championship, you have done well, no matter how the hell you did it. Um, I know they have. Is the one guy back healthy? The the 
shutdown corner. I hope he's back. I, I guess was he there for against Nebraska, Declan? Oh yeah, dude, that guy is that awesome, guy's insane. Man. Okay, hopefully he's there for the Michigan game. Um, I mean, look so at he their <laughs> kick some dude in the nuts maybe or something. They have two losses. One they got they got rolled by Penn by State. Penn State forty two. And then the other one was that weird game against Minnesota with that yeah. Weird play at the, well, the, the punt weird, return at the right, end of the game. Right, row the boat. Otherwise, I mean, you can't imagine they're one play away from being eleven and one. Eleven and one. That's I unbelievable. Mean, it is. It really is. I and mean, they are going to absolutely get just boat raced in and, the and, championship. And you know what's game. funny? Next year, on to next year, same shit. <laughs> I mean, that, that's probably. What's Let's get to 15. This I, is, I wish this, they would have hired Bobby Petrino as their <laughs> offensive coordinator. 15 has my juices flowing because this team was probably ranked 130th to start the season. And what a job Arizona has done. Coach of the year, in my opinion. Uh, one I of agree. The, one of them. I, I have a. I, 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 I think like Drinkowitz is the coach of the year. He's the only opinion. other argument. I feel like those two. But man, nine and three Arizona, uh, and they are smoking hot right now. Uh, can we see their losses, Travis? Do well, you? they have an inexplicable loss at the beginning of the season. Now they did really start playing well and I think I think the game that started them on their kind of path to being a really good football team is when they lost to Washington. Right. But, but they lost and in, they changed quarterbacks, didn't they? They lost in week two to Mississippi State. Okay, right. I remember that. We called that so they That's were one, one of the best wins for the SEC. So they were one and one uh right off the bat. Then they beat UTEP, Stanford, whatever. Then they lose back-to-back close games against Washington and USC, but then they beat Washington State, Oregon State, UCLA, Colorado, Utah, and Arizona State to finish out the year. Nice. And that is a hell of a finish. That's a hell of a finish. What's the guy's name? Skip what? Do we know his name? Skip, Who? the coach? Jed Fish. I mean, Jed Fish. Yeah. Did he make Skip. the all-name team? Skip. Who the hell Skip? Did, did Jed Fish make the all-name team? Because I know that there was a Fish McWilliams. <laughs> <laughs> That's his son. Jed Fish. Uh, and, hey, Jed Fish, someone's coming for you, pal. Okay? Um, trust me on that one. Number 14. U of L Cardinals. I think that uh, everyone knows that Freddie Benders back in uh, March went to the casino and made a bet for the Louisville Cardinals to win the national championship. And everyone said, what? Who? Are you crazy? I said, look at that schedule. It sets up great. They don't play little old Clemson. They don't play Florida State. And I'm going to win $30,000 on a $20 (laughs) bet. And then they lose to Pitt. And dude, it really circles around that game, Tuna. That hit game was the weirdest I, I it. And, game and that, that in the game, world. That game is what but it what is. What a job! Is what it is. I think the problem with Louisville, and we 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 seen it ten our, and two, folks. I think we've seen it in our last three games. the The defense that has carried us for a majority of the year is faded out. Um, I'm not really sure what's happened here, but you've seen it in the Virginia game. 
we had to pull a rabbit out of our ass to get through that Virginia game at the very end. Uh, we give up, um, what was it, uh, 31 to Miami, and then we turn around and give up, what, 38 to UK? Right. Like, those were numbers that were not being not, put on oh us this no. year. Oh, no. No, because so, your defense played well yeah, all year. Uh, Ron English did a hell of a job, but uh, something's happening with this defense. we got to get back on track this weekend because these two receivers could just uh, absolutely right. destroy us. And that being Jeff Wilson and Coleman. Keon, Keon Coleman, yeah. Coleman. Yeah, dude, you're, you're exactly right. But, hey. Jeff Brom comes into a brand new team, brings a quarterback with him, and goes ten and two and playing for the ACC championship after the season Louisville had last year. Fantastic job! Yeah, it was a great job. Unbelievable! Like you hey, hey, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jed Fish, but Jeff Brom is on that list for Coach of the Year. I I would love to see that, but I feel like Fish and um... Your boy Drinkowitz have a better argument. I got for you. I got but you. But Brom should be. Yeah, he's definitely Dude, a finalist oh my for God. it. He's in the conversation. Like, yeah, Absolutely. There's, you can make an argument for I it. I mean, and I love it when you're watching the CFP on TV and Curve Street and all of them are going, talking. And, uh, did you ever think they'd be mentioning U of L's name in a no, sentence never, with never. like. The CFP Final Four, and they're going, now nah, if Louisville does Not uh, since Lamar dude, was that here is did I huge, think that, that man. Like, it gave me chills when they were even bringing up UofL, and I'm not a UofL fan, but I am a UofL, res I respect what they've done. I will say there's always, this, as a Louisville fan, there's always this, like, feeling in your gut where it's like, we don't really deserve to be in this conversation but it's cool hearing it our is. name, but yeah, like but I can sit there and dude, look at these teams and be like, "Those are way coach. better." Yeah, like you, I, I think it's only go, we're only it's going only up. Gonna go it's only up, going up, dude. I, I want to say something real quick. Did you see that uh, press conference with Brom after the UK game? No. So if you're a Louisville fan and you watch that press conference, you've got to be excited because. He looked absolutely miserable because he cared, mm -hmm. and he's the one guy right. that you've had that he's he's like one of the players on the field. You know, right. you, you've not seen that from a Louisville coach in a long time. Uh, he, Bobby he Petrino hated Kentucky. That was a guy that cared about the rivalry. Like he right. called you but guys slapdicks. I think slap Brom dicks. does too. No, well, Brom absolutely cares. I mean, I mean, Brom's right. Louisville, but through but and I'm through, saying though. like Satterfield was the gap. He could have cared less. But I mean, Brom doesn't even have his players there yet. His his true no, players. No, I'm with you. I was just players. replying to Joe's right. comment no, I got you. that you don't see that from a coach. And I was like, right. Bobby Petrino absolutely hated UK. Right. Satterfield was the one that didn't give a damn. Right. But, well, but, but are that, you what, what, are you excited to have that again? I, as a absolutely. Like, could, yeah. I mean, I knew that the day we hired him, I was like, at least he's gonna be. He's gonna care. One thing's for sure: your team's gonna be prepared for the kickoff. Yeah. I, I watched that interview. And fight. He, he had his eyes down, like he was almost wanting to burst into tears at well, one point, like. Like angry tears. Think right. about the players so when much. they came out. Every one of them said we wanted to win that game for coach. Right. Yep. They were that tells you like what he put on them that right. week. So. Right. I got you. Well, great season, U of L. That's our hometown. Uh, Thirteen, and we're not going to talk about some of the top five, and, and, six and teams here. We've already talked about them. LSU, and I know we have some listeners that are big LSU fans, but LSU has exactly one good win all year. And uh, that was when they beat Missouri. That's it. Yes. Yeah. And they have a Heisman Trophy, possible Heisman Trophy winner. Right. And it's a shame that his season has been wasted on 
kind of a, I mean, I hate to say a midland team. They're nine and three or whatever. But, but they started off that loss to Florida State really they had hurt no defense, them. and it's been honestly right. embarrassing. And they I, gave up fifty five to Ole Miss. Yeah, and right. they did. Right. They were never in the mix. Let's it's the move worst on. LSU right. defense that I've seen in my entire life. Yep. Let's yeah. move on. To next, we'll move team. on to twelve. Uh, Oklahoma uh, vegetables found a way to lose some dumb games, but uh, towards the end could not get the job done. Uh, well, I mean, he's done a great job. They lose he back. Did. To, he did a good job. I, I, honestly, they lose back. Two. They lose back to back games uh, at the end of October and beginning of November at Kansas. They lose by five. At Oklahoma State, they lose by three. Those are their two losses. Mm-hmm. I think I understand Oklahoma expects to be in the you know in the mix for a national no, but championship you're right. every year. But I'm telling you, Oklahoma year. State had that game because they were not going to let Oklahoma leave that Bedlam. Right. Be the last time they played Bedlam, they were not going to let them. And win vegetables, that game. you got twenty bucks from me because I bet the under on your season. I'm and sure you he's ecstatic took about my that. money. <laughs> Uh, number 11, uh, very quietly, no one talking about them at all until Tuna brought up a great stat. Ole Miss. That's not really a stat. It's just a win. A win, but I thought Lane Kiffin did a fantastic job. Uh, As always, he's I, a good coach. Is he not in the works for any other team, or is he just staying put? Why would you Why leave would there? he? I Why get would you it. I don't place? know. I don't know. He I lost. Mean, he lost two games this year. Yeah. He got yeah. beat by Alabama, Alabama and Georgia. And Georgia. That's Fantastic it. job. Won the Egg Bowl. Great job. Number 10, Penn State. Uh, you know what? Penn State and Ole Miss are carbon copies. Who did Penn State lose to? Great job. You lost to Ohio State and no, Michigan. No, they're not carbon copies. Penn State. I I would love to see Penn State and Ole Miss play. That was the most pathetic. I really would. They're a pretty bad offense. I can't get behind. Well, they, you know what? But their offense wasn't bad until the end of the year. It's almost like remember when they beat Iowa? Hell, they beat Iowa forty-two to nothing. Thirty-one to nothing. Here, forty-two. Forty. I'm going to give you Penn State's point totals offensively all year. You might be surprised. I'm telling you, you will. Thirty-eight, sixty-three. 30, 31, 41. That's Penn State. 63. I mean, that's Iowa. 63. Lowest was when they played Ohio State, 12. 12. 33, 51, 15, 27, 42. When you watched Penn State play, did you ever feel comfortable thinking that they would be able to move the ball? I, I just thought that they were the most lethargic-looking offense. They really did a couple, like the Ohio I thought, State game. As long as they weren't playing Ohio State or mm. Michigan, I thought they their could run the ball well. Great. And everybody raved about Ayler early on in the season. He got exposed. I, I thought he just. I mean, there was talk about yeah. him being a Heisman candidate by week five. Right, there was, and they were number one. <laughs> they were like top three in offense yeah. and defense in the country, and I was all over them. I picked them to win the Big Ten. Those are smoke and mirror numbers. Um, but but still, ten and two, great season for Penn State. Uh, number nine, what in the hell are they doing here? But fantastic, unbelievable job, Missouri. Uh, is up here with Drinkowitz, and they are hotter than snot right now. 
Uh, I sure as hell wouldn't want to play them because I got a feeling if Bama played them right now, they'd whip our ass. The big rumor is that Will Howard is going to be transferring from K-State to play for Eli Drinkowitz next year. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll find out Monday. Transfer portal opens officially Monday, and that's when we start finding out where all these guys are yep. going. But 10-2, and two, are you going to – and Missouri, whoever they're playing a bowl game, I'm betting them. I don't care who it is and how much they're giving or getting. Uh, and then as we get into here, guys, we've kind of talked about all these teams. Uh, I think Missouri's a good ending there because we get into Bama, Texas, Ohio State. We've already talked about, obviously, all those teams have had great years, the top uh, eight. But kudos to Missouri big time because Drinkowitz was on the hot seat. And for him to come in and win that tight K-State game, and then you didn't know, like, hell, at one point Kentucky was beat, was possibly going to beat them and and he just found ways to win at the end. Um, that Luther Burden or Durden is a great grab that he got, and I think he'll get some more. And obviously that uh, that uh, Super Five made a huge difference for that team. Their quarterback Those did great. Those players absolutely love. They him play too. hard. It's insane. They well, who don't? I love Drinkowitz. I, He's I, just such a quirky, weird guy. He, he got is. no reason but to like him. I know. Like I know. No. But but uh, a, another a, a year of ups and downs. I don't know who. Maybe next week we'll look and see who we picked in the playoff. I don't know if you all remember. I do. I had Clint, little old Clemson, Florida State. I mean, uh, little old Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, and Michigan. I mean, and and if y'all don't remember, you can. We'll look back maybe next week, but. Yeah, uh, I was. I'm pretty sure I had Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and uh, Texas. <laughs> you did not have Texas. Oh crap! I did. Uh, <laughs> I know I, I had Washington. Probably. Wasted. Oh yeah, Tra- hey Travis, and I think you had Michigan too. I probably wasted a pick on Bama. Travis, I want to add. Uh, something you real- know what? You did have I did. Bama. I think I did. You did have, and hey, they can make it. No. Since since Sherry was going numbers in the uh, CFP poll, so seven. Beat number eight, but lost to number 12. Oh, wow. Eight, lost to number seven, but possibly beats number two. How do you look at the final four at that point? Uh, oh, you mean beats number one. Georgia's number one. Or number one. Yeah. Uh, I Just don't, a different way of looking at it. For d- the, it for really the is. Fan of, yeah. Because you know what? There could be a scenario if Bama beats Georgia and te- where they're going to look and go, does the Georgia win override the Texas loss? That may be something that is huge that's going to be going on in that room. But when you look at the numbers and not the names, it changes the story right. a little well, bit. Right, but but it, it could really come up. And, that, and you know what could be a big decision? Does Texas blow out Oklahoma State? Because if they do, they're going to go, too bad. That's why they put off these sports. I know, last game. and that's what matters. You've got to, you've got to look good Saturday. Yeah, and I mean that's really what it boils down to. Now the entire season for the for the big time contenders comes down to one game, one day, or really two days, Friday and Saturday. And uh, I just like to get your thoughts. Before we uh, get to the end of the show and get our picks, 
Fred, I would love to hear what you think is going to happen in the SEC championship game between Alabama and Georgia. I want to get a just a quick uh, synopsis and your prediction. Okay, I I I think we're going to come out. I think uh, I, I do think that we're going to be able to play fairly good defense. Uh, I do think special teams will come into play early, early. Um, I just, I just don't see our receivers being able to get open as they have been ver- versus their secondary. I have so much respect for their defensive backs and their secondary. We, we seem to not run the football well. We have not really committed to the run. And if we could commit to the run where Milro is running and not hesitating and, and push them back a little bit and get started early, we have a shot. But I think in the end that we're going to lose 28-17. Um, to 17. All right. Now... Tuna, I would like to get your thoughts on the ACC championship game, Florida State and Louisville. Uh, quick synopsis, and what is your prediction for that game? Uh, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. Uh, that's my synopsis on this. Honestly, like I, I say that, and, and but I, I'm serious, because Louisville, you don't know what you're going to get week in and week out. Uh, Florida State, I feel like they're starting to reel back a little bit. Tate Rotomaker is a good quarterback. Um, you can watch that. Everybody says that they're shot now that uh, Jordan Travis is gone. My personal opinion, and I'm probably the only person in the world that believes this, Tate Rotomaker is a better quarterback than Jordan Travis. That kid Whoa. can play. No, I mean, I'm serious. No, he, he is a legit quarterback. Hell, in the game when he got hurt, he scored 58 unanswered. Exactly. And he beat the snot out of Louisville last season. We were kicking the crap out of Jordan Travis until we heard him. Right. And then Tate Rotomaker comes in and whips our ass. And that started your so, hate for Florida State. It, well, <laughs> it kind of did. But I don't know if we, we've got two cornerbacks uh, to go against these guys. Quincy Riley's done a good job except for the last three weeks. I don't know what's gotten into this kid's head. I don't know if he's hurt a little bit. And then we've got the former Florida State cornerback that they like to pick on, and they've had success picking on it in Jarvis Brownlee. So they're going to attack him with with um, Jeff Wilson, just like they did last year. Um, it's all. I'm not too concerned about them running the ball. I think it's going to be rainy and sloppy in Charlotte Saturday. Um, Ooh, I didn't know. I didn't think about so that. That could play into Louisville's favor. I I think that um, uh, Jawar Jordan. I think he's got that hamstring issue that is just he's a different player than he was early in the year. Something's lingering and holding him back. If we can stick to I'm, Isaac Garendo and I'm what, let thank him you. pound the ball. Thank you. I've been waiting for his name to pop up. This guy he is a player. Yes, he is. He's a game. It's a Wisconsin transfer. Dude, you know you're getting a good guy when he goes. This guy that I, that drive against UK to start the second yes. half. We ate nine minutes off of that clock. Just going down and just Garendo was Garendo. everything on that drive. Dude. Let him do it. I understand Jawar wants the ball and you got to give the ball in the guy's hands. Yes. But, man, you cannot let that hamstring hamper us like that. So, that's basically – I don't really know what's going to happen with this. It's a two-and-a-half point spread. I think this could go anywhere from 
you know, 15 points. Were to, you surprised what Florida State was able to do in that in the last several minutes in the Florida game? Did you watch any of that? Yeah, I watched that. Because I really was surprised that they were able to pull that out at the end. The thing that got me in that game was how bad Florida State's offensive line looked in that game. If that offensive line plays anything like they did in that game against us, I feel like we have a shot. If we can keep Rotomaker on his heels and – they're, obviously, their defensive line is probably the best that we faced this year. Right. So, that that's going to be a nightmare for us. And maybe wide receivers, and our too. offensive line could not be more banged up. Right. Like, they are brutal. So, I don't – Jack Plummer, you cannot screw the game up. Right. You just got to – I don't know. You need man. a clean game. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know. I think this is just going to be one to sit back. It could be a really fun game. It could be one of the worst games of the day. Yeah, I'm keep really those sure. receivers for Florida State away from the ball as much as you can. Yeah, hopefully a monsoon comes in, and that's not really a factor. But, you know what? That would be it. You're right. A good, a bad weather would be in the U of L Cardinals' favor. It I would. think. I think that's that's our best hope. Um, I want to throw it around the room and get our picks for this weekend. Uh, I'm going to start with tuna. Uh, give me three picks and your lock of the weekend. All right, obviously, um, the uh, Toledo Rockets in the MAC championship. I can't have a championship game come through without jumping on some action, and I love the Toledo Rockets as an eight-point favorite. I like them to cover that eight. Um, second of all, this is a game that scares me, but like we were talking about, Mike Gundy. I really cannot see him losing this game by 15-plus points. So, give me Oklahoma State Ooh. to cover the 15. And then the lock of the week. And, a Travis, I know this is going to hurt you, buddy. I know this is going to hurt you. But I think the Ducks are going to steamroll the Huskies this weekend, and especially if Penix is not 100%. Uh, you, That's a team they lost to. It's redemption time. Fair enough. Freddie? I am going with a team that I have won several games with. Troy State uh, over Appalachian State, given the points. I'm loving them in that championship game. I know Appalachian State is, uh, is that, uh, what is it, seven and a half now? I think seven, maybe. Uh, it's six. Six. Troy is a six-point favorite. Uh, I mean, guys, come on. When do you know the last time Alabama's been has gotten six and a half? And that spread's moving all over the place. It could have changed since I got here. Do you know the last time Alabama's got been an underdog for six and a half points? Fourteen years ago. I think it's five and a half now. Five and a half. Okay. Still fourteen years ago, guys. I'm going with the tide. I have to. It's un-American if I don't. Don't bet on your team. And then, of course, I'm going already 100 on the green wave, Tulane over Southern Ooh, Methodist. Oh, watch out for the Mustangs. I know, they're good. And their Future coach, ACC team. And their coach is great and doing a hell of a job. They've got tons of money at SMU. They are they on the are, Atlantic coast offense of and defense Dallas, are Texas. good, but I am sticking <laughs> with a hot Tulane team, uh, and that is minus six, if I'm not mistaken, or three and a half. Jody, you got some picks for us? 
I've had Tulane on the board since before we started talking tonight. Tulane oh. minus three and a half. Oh, I'm almost going to take the Mustangs to go against you, boys. <laughs> so, so Iowa's hit all these unders this year. I'm taking Michigan, Iowa over 35. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. And That's Liberty, New That's Mexico. That's such a weird spread. You got a 35-point over under – and they're favored by 22, 23. I know. I know. God, that is wild. That is. And I've got Liberty, New Mexico State, over 55 and a half. And my lock is Tulane at minus three and a half. Nice. New Mexico State bringing in nice. the Aggies. Oh, they beat Auburn. They can beat we're, anybody. We're all, we're all against each other here a little bit. I know Travis is getting ready to beat two. All right. Uh, first of all, we've got Collins picks. Okay. He's taking the Huskies plus nine and a half. Sorry for your loss, Colin. <laughs> he is uh, back on now. Last week, last week he bet he bet, he bet on Auburn and covered and covered. This week because he's taken of a bad call. He's taken Bama plus five and a half. Come on, Colin, let's go. Come on down to Louisville. And he is taking U of L plus two and a half. Oh man, let's oh, go. I like, I like it, picks, Colin. Colin. Get Colin down here for the for the uh, Saturday Big Boy Day. Now, my picks. Now, this is contingent on Mike being healthy and playing. I'm taking Washington all day plus nine and a half. <laughs> they, uh, Oregon can, can score points, but so can Washington. This game is going to be 48 to 45. The over is the lock of the week at 66. Oh, I mean, it's the lock that. of the week. <laughs> it is obvious to anybody that's watched Either of those teams play all year, and nobody outside the state of Washington has watched Washington play more than me this year. <laughs> it's over 66 all day long, Purple. all day strong. So you're taking the over and Washington plus nine and a half? The over is a bonus pick. <laughs> I'm taking Texas to absolutely steamroll. <laughs> We're against each other I mean, on everything. Absolutely yeah. steamroll Oklahoma. There can only be one winner. I agree with you. I think they're going to This game roll. is going to be 41 to 10. It's never going to be close. Please, Gundy, win. Please never counting out the Gundo. <laughs> against my heart and what I want to see happen, I'm taking Florida State <laughs> minus two and a and half. No one took Georgia. No, like I—that's amazing to me. Uh, I, rule number one: I don't Georgia bet against Saban. I don't, don't bet, bet against I Nick Saban. I know. I, 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 I know. Look, that's I know. anybody. We have talked about yeah. this on the podcast since we started doing it. I'll never bet against him. Nope. Especially when they're getting points. Right. Yep. I I hear you. I, I, this is the most we've gotten in years. I just can't do Century. it. Century. Um, Centuries. guys, it was great to have. The whole gang back together. Tuna, we're glad you're on the mend. You're feeling better. I want to thank everybody, and I'll give you guys an opportunity as we throw it around a room at the end of the day, but I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us. Uh, Jody had told me before that he had saw something where uh, the average podcast lasts three episodes before it they quit doing it. 90, 90% quit after three episodes. And uh, we've gone 52 weeks. And uh, 
it's really been a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect when we started this, but it's been a lot of fun. And all of that is because of you guys that listen each and every week. We really appreciate it. Again, I want to reiterate that if you sent me something on Facebook showing me how much you watched or how much you've listened to the show on Spotify, uh, send me your information. I would love to get you a uh, Blockout Sports Pod t-shirt. Um, Tuna, final thoughts. All right. Uh, so you guys all know that I have been sick for the past couple weeks. And uh, when you're sick and you're laid up, you have a lot of time to watch a lot of television. And um, Andy I just want to recommend a series that I watched on HBO Max. It's uh, it's called 30 Coins. Um, it's It's kind of like a horror suspense type series the second season's about halfway through now first season may have been one of the best television series i've watched now it's all subtitles it takes place in spain so fred you're probably gonna have your oh, wife I'm, read it to you i'm i um, love I'm, but it's, spain is my yeah, second country yeah, uh, i'm adopted there anyway check it out if you get a, a chance season two has paul giamani in it which i'm a huge fan of um fred go on Oh, okay. Well, I'm going on a whole different spectrum here. Uh, we, we're going to have the Heisman Trophy candidates all uh, sprawled out, ready to go to New York City. We got Jalen Daniels. We got Bo Nix and uh, Michael Penix. Uh, I say that you invite five of them, if not four. And I think Jalen Milrow had his Heisman invite moment. Invite. Can moment. I explain this to you? Against the Auburn Tigers and War Eagles, whatever you want to call them, on a wonderful last second, fourth and 31 uh, throw. And uh, I, I just want to let it be known that uh, that everybody thinks that uh, Marvison Harrison should be uh, in the <laughs> Marvison one, Harrison. One Jr. of the guys invited there. <laughs> And I want to. That's an uh, inside this, joke, this by the way. This has been brought up by LSU Johnny. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that there are four other wide receivers that are dominating Marvison Harrison in college football. And that would be Malik Neighbors of LSU with 15,000 yards and 14 touchdowns, Troy Franklin. 15,000 yards. 1,500. Okay. And Troy Franklin of Wash of of uh, uh of uh, Oregon, number eleven, with fourteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns, and Roma Duze of Washington Huskies with fourteen thousand and thirteen touchdowns, and Brian Jones for LSU. Oh. I just want it to be known that Marvison Harrison is the fifth best wide receiver in the country, and he should not win the Belitnikoff Award when the other four are better. Thank you. I, I, I just I got to jump in here and set the record straight, and I wanted to do it before you kept going. Um, the way that they do Heisman invites, they can't just invite whoever. Why not? It's The, the way it's set up is – there's always a minimum of a three. A region? No. There's a minimum of three, okay? It's the way the votes come in on the ballots. If there's a major discrepancy between the top three and the bottom, then they'll only bring three in. If it's within reason, then they'll invite four. 
Sometimes if they're close enough, they'll bring five. So if Vino Cook still has a vote, Marvin Harrison's like, in. Oh my God, Jalen Miller Milrow threw this pass down at no, the No, no, no. That what that was his Heisman moment. No. To get invited because he deserves he is one of the five best players in the country. That's he that's, is. That's an opinion. Okay. Sure. Well definitely he, an opinion. He is. And he's gonna show it to all you right, on first Saturday. First of all, if you get benched. During South Florida in a 12-game season, you lose all rights no, to the Heisman no, Trophy. No, 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 All no, rights. No, 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 You are not allowed no, to even look no, at the Heisman Trophy. No, and but when you see. I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't wait. And this is something I've been working on. We're going to find out what he gets voted in well, at, on his vote. This is something that I've been working on, and I hope to have it out, and I think I will before next week uh, for our one-year anniversary. I'm going to do a kind of a best-of show. And I'm gonna find the 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 two or three shows oh, yeah, 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 where yeah, Freddie yeah. was saying Milrow is the worst quarterback <laughs> no, wait a in minute. the country. I never said he, that. I he needs to be bent. I said that our he's team, awful. If when you go back, you're gonna find that I said that we have to have him in order to win. Tommy we Reese have don't to know have what he's him doing. A, he well, know how to Tommy, play. Tommy Reese might win the freaking assistant coach of the year award. I don't at this think. Point, I don't right? think. I, it ain't I, I don't think I'm gonna find that. I think that I'm pretty confident in what. Was said. I think Ron English got surpassed on the, the Frank Broyles Award, and it might be Tommy Reese. I want the episode where he was in full like breakdown mode, like, "Oh, the tide's done. Yeah, we're never gonna win anything yeah. ever again." Well, I want the Saban's episode. Saban's on his way out. I the want door. the episode we're when <laughs> you all said Marvin Harrison you had Saban retired. Marvin like Harrison's definitely gonna be the best receiver in the is definitely the best receiver in the country. His, his numbers are not good. the best, but he is the best receiver good. in college football. Oh, Oh, no, he ain't Mel Kuyper. No, because he, Mel is the Kuyper best, he is the best, best receiver. receiver in college I, I think, you know what? I think and you're going to find out number 11 for Oregon is, in my opinion. From an NFL standpoint, it's not even close. But well, we're going to we're, we're, we're gonna get past that. receiver is top eight. Yeah, he's, and, if you and, just look at stats. I've watched him like play that, every game. Get anywhere. That's what I've watched him at. play every game. It's not. And he is nowhere close to being as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvis Harrison Jr. ain't carrying his team like Jalen Milrow is. And I'm talking well, about carrying his team. Carrying. Okay. If he, if he all right. Uh, all right. All right. I am thankful that I have the controls over here and I can turn Fred down. Save the wishbone at any time. Turkey. Fred, you're done. Wishbone. Fred, you're done. Uh, Jody, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? For the love of God, make Freddy stop. <laughs> I'll make him stop right now. This is for all the young listeners out there. There's a saying that your parents will say to you over and over and over throughout your lifetime. Listen to it and soak it in. Don't count the chickens before they hatch. I got a text this weekend. I think it was Friday, and I'm referring to our fantasy football league, where I was down 20 to 80 at that point. Now, when I was down 20 to 80, I had only had a couple players play. The person that was playing against me, I think, had seven of their nine starters play already. Domination. Let me tell you the final score of that game. 120 to 185. 
and I was not on the losing end of I'm that. I'm so tired of playing high points leaders. Freddie, Freddie, do you know who that person would could have been? I uh, what a loser. God. And I'm glad you said that, Tuna, because speaking of losers. I'm voting for you for the Heisman. All right, win, let's Joey. wrap up the show. We have two weeks left in our fantasy football league. So let's wrap it up. Time to get out of here, boys. And there, there are three teams that have solidify their spot in the playoffs. Thanks, everybody, for listening. But there is one team that has an E next to their name at the bottom of the page. Tuna, do you know who that person happens to be? Uh, waxing um, uh, waxing Moon. I, I gibbous Moon. Well, yeah, the Waxing gibbous, the gibbous Moon Phase. In, in case you all couldn't figure that out, uh, I beat Freddie by 65, and Tuna has been eliminated. But but Travis and I are sitting sitting pretty. We, we've got a good chance to make the playoffs. Uh, what do you mean I do, too? I'm right in the middle. Look, I'm like the Mother Behind Teresa me. of fantasy football. Going into the season, oh, all you man. guys Remember, were saying, was like, Tuna our expert you guys were all saying, like, and how, to, how, how, uh, how much draft. you hate fantasy football. You need to build, boost your confidence. <laughs> so, like, I'm giving all of you guys a shot to beat <laughs> the most amazing fantasy football player to ever exist. And, and I, I will and, find that show where Tuna said, by the way, guys, I've won my last three fantasy football leagues. That is on <laughs> I've got record. the trophies to prove it, bro. <laughs> And for that, we are exceedingly thankful. We are also exceedingly thankful for everybody that stuck with us for 52 episodes of the Blockout Sports Pod. We thank you all very much, uh, and we look forward to the next 52 and going on Season 2, Episode 1, starting next week. With that being said, thank you so much, Jody, on the whiteboard for the big fella. The Tuna Country, Matt Kempf. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Bro, Tad. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Everybody.